Hi, this is Sean Blackshear, life insurance broker for First Family Life Allegiance. Did you know that life insurance not only will cover you if you pass away, but it's also used to build a legacy for your family. It can also help you generate income. It can protect your mortgage and it can cover you with any kind of medical affliction. Please contact me at 314-374-3412. Or please drop me a message on on Facebook and like the page at First Family Life Allegiance or go to my website, firstfamilylifeallegiance.com and schedule an appointment and I'll call you at a time that works for you. Love, love, love. What's up, everybody? It is Christy Danielle, the talk lady, and welcome to another episode slash, you know what we call them, sessions of the Before After podcast. Listen, before we go any further, I need for you to do me a favor. I need for you to press that subscribe button button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm uh, telling you this this whole segment session today is just going to be so phenomenal. I have an awesome special guest, but I'll introduce her after this clip. I know you just heard the song, of course, so obviously you know we're talking about love. But actually, the name of this session will be called Love Verse Safety. Which one are you looking for? Love Verse Safety, which one are you looking for? So I'm going to have Martinez. Shout out to MMS Media. Uh, Uh, to play the clip it's about a minute and 14 seconds so just take a look a listen and we'll be right back you can love someone that you don't trust many of us have family members that we do love from a genuine and a sincere place but we don't trust them because they've done something over time to violate the trust it hasn't diminished our love and concern for that individual but we have redefined the relationship with that person based on some violation or misappropriation of our time, our resources, our space. We love them, but we've had to create boundaries because we don't trust them. If a person violates your trust, listen to this, they diminish your competence in their consistency. If a person violates your trust, they diminish your confidence in their consistency. So what happens is if they say they're going to do something for you and you trust in them and then they don't do it, the next time they say they're going to do something for you, you may hope that they do it, but the same amount of anticipation is not there because you have reference that in a time past they didn't come through for you. 
Wow. So that was just a powerful clip. And that was Pastor YPJ of Faith Alive Ministries in South Bend, Indiana. I love his ministry. So shout out to Pastor YPJ. Listen, one day we might have him on the podcast because he, be, he, listen, he talks about things, relationship. He talks about things that the people of God need to uh, be dis- discussing. So shout out to Pastor YPJ for that. And shout out to Music Soul Child. Thank you for the song. Um, so my guest today is my sister biological sister (laughs) her name is kelly jordan yes i love her to pieces i was gonna post on facebook the other day but i didn't want to offend anybody but i guess i'm gonna say it on my podcast i always tell people i'm like how do you fight and argue with your sister but i get it i understand i I, look i'm a therapist you all know this so i i understand family dynamics and things like that but so I, i am just very grateful uh for the relationship I have with my sister. She is one of the few people that are in that are in my inner circle. Um, she's a um, seventh, eighth grade middle school math teacher, sixth grade uh, math teacher. She's currently pursuing her doctorate. Woo woo. Yes, um, she and so we are super, super um, excited uh, to have you on the show today, Kelly. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. I'm telling you, listen. We were on the phone talking. I'm going to just set it up. You heard uh, Music Soul Child's Love. You heard Pastor YPJ. And the name of that segment segment was called, I believe, uh, Love Versus Trust. And to me, trust is safety. And I was, we were on the phone and I was telling you I was seeing my therapist, Kelly. And I, and I had said, uh, you know, when... I am looking because a part of my testimony, I am divorced and, you know, and I'm, you know, feeling that it's time to, you know, get back out there whatever. And so I was discussing on the phone with Kelly, as we always on the phone, I said, one thing my therapist pointed out to me and I was so, it was like a aha moment. And then the Holy Ghost just straight up expounded on that thing was that the Holy Ghost was like, stop looking for love and look for safety. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, and and let me tell you, now, some of y'all like, what? Because the Bible says, husband, love your wife. But in that same scripture, it says, the Bible says, husband, love your wives. Wives, respect your husband. So there is a difference in what we need. For me, um, looking for love, I always, I made a joke earlier. I said, love is just oxytocin and dopamine and endorphins. You know, it feels good, but because it feels good, we accept toxicity, which has been my pattern in the past. But safety, I don't care how you make me feel, but if I see safety, that's how I know that you're healthy. I don't know. What do you think? So I'm, I'm actually the same exact way. I feel like that in order for me to trust you or to Uh, develop a deeper relationship with you that has to be there first Uh, you can love someone and want to have the best for them and you could say you know oh I'm you know as far as family um, it could be anybody however if you don't feel that trust then that's where you honestly feel that there's going to be some type of boundary that has to be set up you can love them from afar but in the same instance I have to I have to know that I could trust you with everything in order to get inside like you said that circle so that inner circle versus that, you know, outer circle. And you mentioned when we were talking about it, Dr. Darius Daniels. Say yes. that, what he said. I, I love Dr. Darius Daniels. And basically, he was just talking about how 
usually with trust, you know, or when it's broken, you know, a lot of times we often feel that when you forgive someone, that trust is automatic, supposed to be repaired, you know, and that is not necessarily the case. It just means that I'm writing off basically a bad debt when I forgive you. Um, that basically I'm not holding anything against you anymore. But that doesn't mean that the trust is auto- automatically restored. That, that doesn't mean that. So exactly. that means that I'm just basically giving you a gift of forgiveness. But however, that trust is still broken. And I was talking to somebody recently and and they were saying love and safety is the same thing. I said safety can lead to love um, if you want to look at it that way. But I, I said, but if that's the case, people say like Pastor YPJ said, we can love people. But we don't have that safety. And uh, that's how people stay in domestic abusive relationships and, you know, just these toxic relationships because they love them, but you don't even have safety. And then not only that, but then you also kind of mistake one for the other. You yes. mistake one for the other. You'll say, well, um, because I'm in love, that automatically means that I'm safe. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, because my thing is, um, for instance, you you mentioned a domestic relationship. Uh, Say, for instance, you can love that person and and want what's best for them, right? But if you're constantly being hurt and they're showing you repeated patterns that they're not going to be the person that they said they're going to be, then there is no safety. There is no trust. So how how can I be consistent on that and know that, yeah, it's really not the same thing. They're actually two totally opposites. They're they're opposite of each other. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. When we really look at it, um, it was something you just said that just hit, hit my mind. This is how, especially women, but men do it too, but it is more common with men, women. This is how we fall in love with potential. Exactly. <laughs> we exactly. we fall in love with potential because I, I'm just a big just a bit of a background. Listen, I am the biggest nerd ever. So <laughs> I listen. Ask my sister. She knows this. I've always been this way. This ain't something I just came into. I've always been a book reader. I've always mm-hmm. been. I've always been good academically. And so I do all word studies. And and falling in love. Where I'm going with this is falling. Uh, uh, in love sometimes leave you just wanting the potential of the person and so I was studying the uh, term hope in Hebrew and I believe that's kafar please I'm sorry if I say the wrong word sometimes I get mixed up but I do know in Hebrew the term hope means cord and what cord what it means is say if there was a knot in the middle of that cord when life and relationships hurt us they begin to pull on that cord so imagine a hand at each end of the cord and it's pulling it's going to cause that knot to become tighter it's going to cause more tension in that knot and that's what hope means so hope it's actually it could have a negative or positive connotation and and an example i heard one rabbi said he uh, talked about when he said can you imagine noah in the ark hoping that god would keep his word exactly oh gosh i'm in the ark uh, this water keep coming god you said you was gonna stop this water. but now that hope i mean it's kind of like almost some doubt in there it, it's also hope deferred, make the heart grow sick it, that's it, it's, that, it's, it's almost saying that i hope that you do this but there's still some doubt versus i have faith in you come you on actually believe it come on so my thing is it's a difference between hoping and having faith in someone that exactly. they will do it, you know? And, and, and you can only have true faith if there is security and safety. Exactly. And, and that's what I was getting to. Because uh, so many of, uh, come on, just talking about women, because we're women, yep. that 
we will fall in love with potential. I hope that he'll do this. Well, maybe one day he'll change. Maybe one day he'll satisfy this wound. Maybe one day, look, here you go. Maybe one day I'll get a return on my investment. Mm -hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That I put all my time, all my effort in. And we, we fall in love with potential all the time. And then if the thing with potential is true, it's okay to want what's best for that person. And you guys can say, I really do believe that. However, can you really be mad if that doesn't ever come to fruition? Can you really be mad? Can you really be mad if you really never saw evidence of this person doing what they said they were going to do? So uh, it's right. So this is a therapeutic strategy that I give my clients. Listen, y'all always know, I I've said it once before on a, on a podcast, I said, I cannot stand when a therapist have a client come in and they just talking but don't give no strategy so this is a I always tell my clients yes you see this hope yes you see this potential yes but what are they actually doing to help meet that goal what 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 effort are they displaying and my thing is when you talk it's the difference between words and action Right. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, like you said, fakes without works is dead. Right. Right. So my thing is, you can believe all you want, but are you actually doing it? Are you actually doing exactly what you said that you were going to do? Because my thing is, like you said, with that trust factor, it's, it's also you consistently showing me that you're going to do what you said. If I never see it, then how will I know? That's what he said in the video. <laughs> if I never see it, how am I going to know? Exactly. How am I going to know? And then you have to give me time to see it. You, you you have to give me time to see it. And that's why this episode is so important because a lot of us, especially us singles, we are, and my sister is married, okay? So we, <laughs> you get both perspectives. Right. Uh, for to be single and you are trying to find that soulmate. And yes, people of God, I already know God will send the person, whatever, whatever. But I, I'm just saying, uh, in just in general sense, when we're trying to find that soulmate, we cannot just get caught up on uh, erotic, romantic love feeling. Mm -hmm. It There has to be um, a place where can this person provide security? Yes, the conversation is great, but... Uh, do they make do they make me feel safe? Does it trigger trauma, my past traumas? Does it uh, any of their behaviors cause a fear of vulnerability? And when you mess up that vulnerability, like you said, forgiveness, and, and when you said that earlier, it, it made me think, I put this on my uh, social media one time, I said reconciliation does not mean restoration. Just because you reconcile. Now, you cannot have restoration without reconciliation, but you can have reconciliation without restoration. Just because you re reconcile with that person does not mean the relationship has to go back uh, to that unless the Lord is telling you. But uh, I mean, but yeah, that Dr. Darius Daniel statement just takes yeah, me in. And then my thing is, even with that, um, showing that over time, that person is still going to be some type of. Uh, doubt because the fact that the it has been broken you know it, it's still gonna be there and even mm -hmm. with that being stated even when you try to move forward um and that person is consistently showing that a lot of people think that it happens overnight no no, no that's something that, that, <laughs> Stop that it. it doesn't happen overnight my thing is again if somebody took something from you or you know it could have been like you said they said they were going to do something and they didn't do it um you have to see that it has to be evidence 
kind of something that's concrete that you say, well, they, they have been trying, you know, they have been doing this. And my thing is also, you said with trauma, if there has been some connected trauma, you also have to examine yourself and say, okay, is this a result of me not getting over something? Mm-hmm. Is this because of me that I don't, that I'm scared to trust because of just something that I personally went through? Or has this person really been showing that they're saying that they're going to do what they said they're going to do? And, you know, that's such a good statement, Kelly, because um, as we are doing this this thing called life people are going to offend us people are going to hurt us we're going to offend people we're going to hurt people um, because we all have our own stories our own traumas but uh not but but and to add to that we need to self-examine if you desire to reconcile and want safety if that person messes up the safety and i desire to have safety with that person uh again of course, there need there need to be some things that they need to do. Of course, if they, I always say the offering has to match the offense. And the scripture that I always go to is um, Judas, Peter, and Jesus. When Judas betrayed Jesus, Judas said, "Oh, I'm gonna give the money back." That was a, an attempt to say, "I'm sorry," but uh, pieces of silver is not equated to somebody's life. But Peter betrayed Jesus because Jesus said by the rooster crows you have denied me three times when Peter betrayed Jesus Peter gave his life see a life for a life the offering matched the offense and so and so so I'm saying that to say yes the person the person's offering has to match the offense and if they cannot give you the offering to match the offense if they're not putting the effort they cannot be in your life exactly. and, and, and but then also some to piggyback off of what you were saying we need to self-examine to see is there anything that's hindering me from seeing this person's progress right because in the same instance uh what if that person really does have a willingness to want to change what if they really do have what if they really are sorry for the offense that was done what if they really are and the thing is if they're willing to take that are you willing to allow them to make up for that you know to rebuild Mm. the trust are you allowing them to rebuild the trust? You know, because a lot of times, well, you know, uh, what they say, uh, you know, uh, first time you, second time me, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> first time you, second time me. And it's just like, true, we can listen to that. But in the same instance, what if that person is showing um, a true effort to want to change? You know, so then again, like you said, then they're they're trying to provide you with that safety. However, that person has to know that it's go- it's gonna be over time. It's not gonna be done overnight. Yeah, and you cannot put a time limit. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna come real close. No, <laughs> you cannot put a time limit or expiration date on someone's healing process when you offended them. Exactly. Because when you do, it ruins the safety, and you'll never get the person back. It also gets the con- the perception that. I'm more concerned about me healing, like I'm healed and you're not. You know, I'm healed. Yes, which I'm healed, causes so I, more I'm healed, so you should be healed. It's okay. How long has it been? I'm healed, so you should be healed. But no, that's that's not fair right. because you don't get a chance to rush that person's healing. They, again, it's on their side. But then again, that doesn't mean to the person that's being healed that you get to ridicule them or manipulate and say, "Well, I'm taking long." You know, well, you know, hey, yeah. I don't care. You know, it's gonna right. however long mm. it's gonna take. It's forever long as it's gonna take. Mm. No, not necessarily true. Like you can't make the person suffer, but right, like exactly. and wait forever. But at the, you know, so and so it goes back in when we first opened up. Are you looking for love or are you looking love or safety? Which one are you looking for? Exactly. Because 
love is nice. Love it. But as the Holy Spirit started expounding this, it really was like, God, when you really think about it, I get love from you. I, I get love from you. And this is also how we turn our partners into our gods. This is how we turn family members and friendships into idolatry. Because I, if I get, I remember, oh, it was so powerful. This one lady uh, it was on TikTok and she said, God is not a man. God is a source. The source. The source. Right. Come on. Come on here. Yes. Correct the me. Yes. Source. God is the source. And, and, and that really just just opened my mind because, see, if I'm getting love from the main source, then if even if you hurt me, husband, boyfriend, friend, cousin, cousin mama, auntie, uncle, it don't matter if you I still know I have love from the source. So then technically I am looking for just safety. Mm-hmm. See, I know some people might. What you think? Right, and then the thing is, it's just like also, you could go into that situation say, you know, oh, I'm scared, you know, because the the safety or the trust has been broken. However, if you trust God, it doesn't. Not saying that it doesn't matter what happens. You will know that you know what God. I trust you, and I trust that you're gonna take care of whatever it is that you know is gonna happen from here. If that family member believes so much, it does. Because (sighs) if you worried about, well, what if my my cousin take this away from me again or or what if this happens again my thing is again you're only you're you're basically playing that over and over again and really what you need to do is be, put your trust in god put your trust in god and know yeah. that he is you know like you said even with the job like we put a, so much trust in our jobs before we do with god mm. we put so much trust so into true. our bank accounts before we even do god it's true you know what god this this job again mm. you provided me with this <laughs> however i trust you you are the source, not my job. You exactly. are the source. And that, and that is just, that is so powerful. And, uh, and just, I, I've said this before, that I hope that this podcast reaches not only a um, faith-based audience, but a secular audience as well. So when we're just talking about anxiety across the scale for those faith-based, those who are believers and those who are maybe agnostic or, you know, atheists. It, it's just, it doesn't matter. The thing is, if you are connected to some type of source that you can have some type of faith in or belief in, let's use that term, that relieves so much anxiety. But the problem is a lot of us have so much trauma. We never had safety. Nope. I, um, I, I tell yeah, survival. Ooh, yes. (laughs) We had survival. That is so powerful. We don't have safety. Some of us have survival. Exactly. I call it, you know, I I talked about this one time when I was on a web show, and my clients just, uh, it just does something to them when I talk to them about this. But I call it the curse of overcompensation. And if you you watch, um, I'm sorry, listen to this show before, you've heard me say it, but I'll say it again. The curse of overcompensation. And so just uh, a bit of a self-disclosure, it's my testimony, but also Kelly's testimony, our biological father, he left our lives when we were young. I was three, she was what, four or five? And so when um, and so what I did, because um, when it came to dating, we took two different paths, yeah, yeah. but it was still a manifestation of an abandonment trauma. They were just two 
different paths. My path was uh, promiscuity. My path was trying to uh, find it. So overcompensating. To compensate means to get a payment or for a service or a payment for what you deem you should receive payment for. Right. Um, and so that's compensation. When we have unhealed trauma, we operate in an overcompensating manner. Yep. So so what I'm going to do is I'm subconsciously, but really it's like kind of like a spiritual act. I am going to date men that I know I should not be with, men that I know that will abandon me because if I got you to stay, that means I'm compensated from the trauma for when my father left me. So we're living life trying to redo to get that safety. Or even with the total opposite, I'm going to be with you because it was out of my control that somebody left. So I'm going to control you. Ooh. I'm going to control you because basically you it was out of my control that some, I, I wasn't in control. And I felt that that wasn't fair. So basically I'm going to control you to compensate for what happened to me. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to control you. Ooh, let, let's let let's talk about that control, right? Because that flows into safety. It does. I, I mean, you could go in on that, right. but I'm, I'm and I can too. But I, you know, when we really talk about control mm -hmm. and safety, mm -hmm. see, and that's what. Oh my goodness, I'm re, I'm writing a book. It's already copyrighted, so I can say the title of it. It's called <laughs> The Borderline Worshipper. It is powerful, powerful. Be on the lookout for. But uh, one of the things. Uh, I put in the book was that it, dating a man who I knew were dating men who I knew couldn't keep a job mm -hmm. uh, but that was a way for me to stay on top of you mm -hmm. control because right. see I was looking for safety because mm -hmm. if I control you and I have you in the grasp of my hand you ain't going nowhere exactly is that what exactly you, exactly mm -hmm. and not only are you not going nowhere but um then it becomes a sense of security for me and not for the other person. <laughs> because Please my explain. thing is, again, I'm secure in knowing that I can, you know, control what you're doing. But then you're not secure in knowing that, well, I feel like I'm trapped. So not only do I feel, it, it doesn't feel like freedom, it feels like a prison. Wow. It's a prison. Wow. So my thing is, mm. again, where basically you can look at like kind of like a fence in two totally different ways. Some of it uh, keep it as, as safety, right? To keep people out. But instead, you're using it as a prison so I can't get out. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, I don't want to let people in, but yet, I don't want to get... You're not letting that person out. And, and exactly. And this is something... Now, this statement, what I'm about to say, it causes controversy, uh, well, conflict between my clients and I. <laughs> but it is a growing moment. Mm -hmm. But you see how, because you had a trauma and you were abused... You know, in uh, you know, in your heart and your soul, and you know all of that. Now we try to control yep. the person, so the abused have become the abuser. Yep. And so, and this is what I tell clients. Sometimes we get to that point in a session, and I say, "Oh, so you're the bully now. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're the abandoner now. You're the abuser now. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that just reveals. It just brings so much conflict and transference and all of that. But it's it's okay. That's what therapy is. But I love that you brought that perspective out because we, if we don't achieve safety, if we don't get that and we're not secure, we're going to be very controlling. Yep, yep. And then it's even to a point where, honestly, you think that um, it's keeping everything in, right? Kind of like that fence, but it's actually pushing that person away. 
It's actually pushing out. It's, it's doing the total opposite of what you thought it was supposed to do. Yeah, we 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 shall call that the self fulfilling prophecy of uh, abandonment. Mm-hmm. I, I you know I, I put that on my Instagram and I said uh, self fulfilling prophecy of abandonment because I have an insecurity about myself mm-hmm. and about my attachments and relationships. I am going to treat you so poorly to protect myself. But when you actually walk away from me, in my mind, I'll say, see, I told you people were going to abandon me. Manipulation, right? Yes. (laughs) Manipulation. Exactly. And then you'll basically, you'll turn it around when really you're the manipulator. You were the one that manipulated the situation in the first place. Exactly. And, and, And so... Could it be this? Not come on. This a reflective question. Don't nobody be emailing me. But come on, before after counseling at gmail.com. Come on, I'm ready. <laughs> but uh, could it be that all of your failed relationships, your failed business plans, your fa- it, uh, and I'm using the term failure to get some type of uh, what's the term cathartic or emotional I guess response because uh, uh, that's therapy but could it be that we are where we are in life right now and because we're operating out of an insecurity that we're pushing people and opportunities away because we we don't have safety exactly and, exactly. and, and, and that goes a long way I'm telling you after my counseling session, I, 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 you know, I just sat and I just looked at her and I said, oh my gosh, I said, I never, I've never met a man that made me feel safe. Mm. And I've been, I was married. Okay. And I've never, he had my love, but he didn't have the core of me. Mm-hmm. I never would let him in. Exactly. Things he's done, things I've done, that's neither here nor there. But uh, what I'm saying is, and that's what I told her in the session, and I immediately started crying. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've never felt safe by a man. So I'm going to stop looking for romantic love. That'll come when it comes. It will. It really will. But I need safety. Mm Mm-hmm. And 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 I, that just changed the game for me. And even with safety, it's really, I remember Dr. Darius Dance had said this. When we talk about safety, are you honoring your core values, like you said? Yes. Honoring the core, <laughs> my core values. Not even that, yes. but your my standards and yes. your standards. At, at the end of the day, are you going to honor each other's standards? Because, again, when you honor the standard, that means I, I feel safe. That even though it was, you know... We got into me and my, you know, me and my sister got into an argument. Can we still honor each other at the at the end of the day and feel safe around one another? See, and and something, uh, my spiritual mother, prophetess Pamela K. Dillon, shout out, Agape Time Ministries International. Um, but something uh, she told me, she said, this is why friendship is so important when you meet a man that you desire to marry. And and it's the same for men. When you meet a woman, you desire to meet everybody. When you meet a partner that you want to spend the rest of your life with, friendship is important yeah. because love 
got us in trouble and got us jumping in too soon and we realized the person was messed up. Well, like you said, we mistake safety for intimacy sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I feel sad because they're intimacy. No, 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 no. That should be the last thing that should happen. Right. That should be the last thing that should happen. Right. And then we understand there are different aspects of intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's not just sex. We know it's relationship and all that. But we, y'all know what intimacy we talking about. Right. You know, and, and, and so and what she told me, she said, that's why friendship is so important because friendship guarantees the respect and the safety in the relationship. I cannot tell you, which I disagree with, but I cannot tell you uh, this. What I'm about to say is what I disagree with. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen women and men respect their best friend more than they respect their own spouse. Yep. Sure have. I, I'd be like... How you? <laughs> oh, look, Martinez even had to look. <laughs> Martinez even had to look up at that. L- listen, um, I have seen you and I have talked yeah, about that exactly, before. Exactly. Man, D, I'm talking about the respect they would, the way they go off on a spouse. They would never do that with their best friend. Never. So never. forgiving. Of oh, but you know what? Even when we do it in friendship. Um, you know, even in friendship, I'd be like, okay, I made a mistake, but best friend, can you forgive me how you forgave that toxic dude? See, uh, deep, deepness in friendship and respect, true friendship. And that let me know this person can't be in my inner circle. Exactly. And that's when I had the right to shift her out. Exactly. Because see, you cannot respect me and still accept me if I'm in a mistake I made was something out of her soul, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm just saying like, it is just, I have seen people respect their best friends more than they respect. Exactly. That's why I've seen it. And then not even that with even with the the best friend aspect, it's just like honestly, it is the offense that I call. Like I said, I know it's some levels to this. Yes, it's some levels. We speak in general. I'm speaking, but my thing is again something that's so small. Is it really worth my not not forgiving me? You know exactly. It, again, is it is it really worth it? And when it comes to forgiveness, one of the things that I uh, talk about and we've talked about plenty of times, and I, I was that. Um, with forgiveness and reconciliation and reconciliation can this person bring me justice and restoration mm-hmm. if they can't we can reconcile but we can but like you said earlier i need to make sure that i'm covering my bases in my soul too exactly exactly both relationship requires work it is it, it, it's a lot of work to do safety it, it, I mean, come on. It's, right. It is a lot of work to do safety. I wonder what would happen if if we swapped out the term love for safety. Exactly. I wonder what kind of relationships we would have. And then honestly, what, what kind of uh, understanding? Because it's one thing to unlearn, but to relearn what the two are. Yeah. You know, it, it's mm. one like you. I'm unlearning what you know love is, but relearning what safety is. Wow. I'm relearning. So it's just like honestly, you know. In the play, and we can't always put it. Sometimes people put safety on the back, but like it's not important. It, <laughs> it's like important it's not important, or 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 that it eventually get there. Like okay, it'll come, it'll come. No, 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 like no. no. I, <laughs> it, it, we got the two mixed up. You looking for love first, then the safety. When it should be totally flipped. Yeah, you can't get my the, the inner parts of you me. You can't get fully me you unless you make me feel safe. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're right. We have flipped it. And and something that I also tell my clients, I say, pretend that you are a city or a nation. And they say, okay. And then I say, 
imagine living a life where toxicity was the citizen and safety and real love Mm -hmm. was the foreigner. Mm. Every time... See, because what what made me think of that was when you discussed, uh, when you mentioned, like, we do the opposite. Yep. Yep. And and, and we do do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so it is rewiring the brain for us to hate toxicity, but to love safety. Mm -hmm. But we get more connected when the person is toxic. But I I remember uh, posting an article on my Facebook. It got, it it, it had some good discussion. Nobody really disagreed, but it was an eye opener. Mm -hmm. And it said, uh, goal oriented, motivated women gravitate towards toxic relationships because we love projects. Work. <laughs> exactly. Work. I met this broken man. I, I I was the ride or die. I helped him get to where he was. See, this all a subconscious work. Mm-hmm. But when you don't get a return on your investment, then you mad. And, and something, my spiritual father, Apostle John <laughs> Dillon, he told me. I remember one time. You know, we are a leadership training facility. Our church, like on Sundays, our pastors don't preach. We preach. And the chest ties may be real, but uh, he he got got my face one t- got my face one time, and he told me he's because I was getting frustrated because I mean I was in training for ministry and I was dealing with different types of personalities and I wasn't understanding why people were acting this way. And he told me he said, "Excuse me," he said, "So you are upset for a fish? You are upset at a fish for swimming?" Hmm. And I just kind of looked at him. When you accept broken people. You're going to get, they're going to come with the big dogs. They're going to hurt you. Exactly. So that's just a side note in ministry. Listen, we got to stop expecting broken people to come healed. Exactly. And when you, and when you're not looking for safety, when we're going back to our topic, you're going to accept toxicity. Do not get upset if that's what you get. Exactly. Exactly. Because you knew what you were getting into before you got into it, right? Yeah. But see, that's the problem. We ignore the red flags. Exactly. Yep. And then look, hindsight is always twenty twenty. We look back and we like, I saw that. Why is that? No, wait. Uh, just a bit of self disclosure, because Kelly and I have had this conversation. Y'all know I'm gonna keep it real. I cannot stand a stuck up therapist. You don't know what they do. I mean, you know, it's just like I need to receive somebody who went through too. Right. You know, that's all I'm saying. So even after my divorce, remember mm-hmm. you told you was like Chrissy. I was trying to tell you. I didn't think you guys were the best fit. Remember you mm-hmm. told me that and you mm-hmm. was and I said I wouldn't have listened. Yeah, right. And you right. knew I would nobody right. knew, y'all knew I wasn't listening. But in the same instance, when you know that they wouldn't it's it's like you saying something would have would have done anything anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's like what it would have. So it's just like honestly you just have to say, okay, you know, God I trust you. And see that <laughs> and see you see how my sisters approach. Oh, this gonna bless somebody. You see how my sisters approach was just safety in right there. Because it was I knew I didn't listen to her. But she stood back and support. Support does not mean you agree. Exactly. Support just means I'm I'm going to be available Mm -hmm. for you. And when you're ready to talk, I'm not going to give my opinion. And this and that, this and that. And she saw the turmoil in the marriage after the marriage. You know, after we were, you know, she was there every step of the way. And even now, she, it was, I have yet to hear. I've been, uh, I've, listen, we haven't been together, my ex-husband and I, since 2014. I have yet to hear my sister say, I told you so. Mm-mm. Never will. Never will come <laughs> out of my mouth. Never will come out of my mouth. Because my thing is, at that point, I felt that you needed validation and support. 
and validation and support. Like you don't thank need. You. That's the last thing a person needs to hear when you do. I told you so. Well, or, or, or to or, or for you to include your opinions. And, and 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 see that safety that me and my sister that we practice. And sometimes I actually ask, "Do you want therapist, Christy, Minister right. Christy, or Sister Christy?" <laughs> she does. She does. And, and you know, and sometimes and and, and sometimes it, you know, being led by the Holy Ghost, I just know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just validate, and then that opens up for the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. It opens up for me to to uh, to get the correct correction. Yeah, the correction is just like, okay, okay, I hear you now. And that's safety. Exactly. And that's safety. I always tell clients, what we practice in a session, we're going to practice it so much that you'll start doing it outside the session. Mm -hmm. And so in this session, this podcast episode, my sister and I, we are displaying levels of safety, you know, Mm -hmm. that you could take that you could take along. So as you're getting to know somebody, this is the kind of safety that you need to be looking at when I reveal my opinions or oh, not my opinion. When I reveal something hurtful, what do they do with it? Exactly. What do, uh, do they know when to give an opinion? Do they know when to give me my love language? Do they know when to, do they know how to apologize to me? I've talked about this all the time. Dr. Gary Chapman, the quizzes are free. Google them. Okay. A plug for him. Um, it's the five love languages and the five languages of apology. We all were designed to have a love language and we were all designed to have an apology language. Mm -hmm. So can you even apologize to me and be accountable to me like I need for you to? Exactly. Like you need for me to, you know, yes. because my thing is we often act how we would want it to be done. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is how I would apologize. This is how I want somebody exactly. to apologize to me. So assuming that you would want the same thing. No, 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 no. How that person wants the apology, not how you would give it or want it, how that person wants it. Exactly. And and as but see, now we know safety is a requirement to prefer the other person. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying being a doormat. If what if if I said prefer the other person and you and it triggered you or it upset you or it, it caused some emotion to be like, Mm-mm, no, or if some type of frustration or even a little sting, that's worthy to talk to a therapist about. Mm-hmm. Because when it's something past the pan taught me. Your emotions are a thermometer in your tabernacle. Let us stop being afraid of emotions and let our emotions work for us. Exactly. Okay. So, but right, what I was saying, safety is allowing, safety is preferring the other person. Yep. Yep. And they need to prefer me. Exactly. Not a doormat. Not a talk. That's not toxicity. It is reciprocated, and that's something I talk about with clients mm-hmm. and boundaries, even in my own life with my own therapist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The num my number one thing. I'm gonna always need equality. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's for me. <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about that. Hello. That's so true. On one of our. We always on the phone for like a two, two hours. hours. <laughs> and it be multiple times in a day. Right, exactly. What you doing? Yeah, none. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just, uh, e- equality. Mm-hmm. Because equal. now if you are a powerful person and you are called to leadership and to be a millionaire, you are called to have great influence. Equality is going to be very important because that, if you don't have equality, it'll look like you pouring in, but them not giving it back exactly. to you. 
and and then and vice versa if you don't necessarily feel that you're called to if you do, if you necessarily feel like your purpose in life is it's uh like minimalism or not necessarily not a large influence but you you you'll meet some people and but not on this it's okay everybody has that place then you know in that instance uh they could be depositing into you and you not giving anything in return or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You could be depositing into it. I mean, it, whatever. The goal is, what I'm trying to say is equality is so important. It is. It really is. And my thing is, again, if, with equality, again, if you feel like you're giving what you're getting at, you're getting what you're giving out, then you're going to feel safe, right? Yeah. It goes back to the safety. It, it really, <laughs> full circle, right? It really goes back to that safety. Again, if you're in a, a friendship, relationship, or any type of relationship exactly. where you feel like it's one-sided, you're going to feel like, well, this is not fair. And again, I don't feel that it's safe. Exactly. I don't so, feel it's safe. Uh, safety is... Uh, I, I just hope you guys know. I don't know how long we've been on, but I'm... Cause this topic, we probably need to do a part two. Exactly, exactly. Or, or we really do. We probably probably need to do a part two mm-hmm. because it's so much to examine, and it's so many things that go go into it. <laughs> it's so many things that go into safety, man. It's so much. It's, it's so, so much. much. I wonder. I, I, I just a, just a bit of an exercise. I want every, if you're listening, if you're able to close your eyes and really think about this, or if you, listen, you don't have to close your eyes, but I want you to think about that last relationship that hurt you or that parent that abandoned you. Or when we talk about religion, that religious leader that hurt you, that church person that hurt you. If you are in church leadership, that one, that late church member who hurt you, who used you, think about that. And how we let them in. Think about it. Or if the parent left, how we wish we would have had them. I want you to think about it. Now, imagine swapping the term love for safety. You let this person in your life. But did we look for safety or were we just trying to satisfy love in that wound? Were we just trying to feel, were we just trying to feel some type of emotional relief from that wound? Uh, or, uh, you know, were we doing that instead of, what if we swapped all of that out and we looked at that person who betrayed us and said, when I really think about it, did they really give me safety? Did they really give me safety? The signs were there. I talked to you. I had to chase you around. When you really think about it, when they hurt us, they didn't give us safety. And could it be that we are living our lives trying to live out, trying to get safety? Mm -hmm. So we're putting ourselves back in traumatizing situations and relationships. Just hopefully we can feel safe. Exactly. But so I, I, I really want you to think about that. And, and that's a challenge that I want to leave you all with. Um, listen, we can keep going. I think we're just going to have a part two to this. Kelly, do you have any? Go ahead. I just said, man, I really do think it needs to be a part two because, like you said, so much. It could be trauma. It could be anything that could really be influencing what you think safety is. Ooh. That really what you think what safety is. And it really could not. It really could not be that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely do think it needs to be uh, definitely a part two for it. Yeah, we will. We will do um, a part two. I don't know. I don't uh, the, the YPJ clip. Uh, 
the clip was about over five minutes long and it was called love versus trust um yeah i encourage you to look it up watch it go follow him uh i really i mean this is a man of god that that really discusses uh, relationship and things that the pe- that that's on the people of God that's on our hearts, and uh, I, so yeah, love versus trust. Go watch it. We just played the first minute and fourteen seconds. Kelly, thank you. Thanks, sis. Uh, we I'm, listen. I'm telling y'all, y- y'all just got in. You know, uh, Oprah and uh. What's our best friend? Yeah. And Gail. Yeah. They had a podcast where they just literally recorded their phone calls. <laughs> this was like years, years, years ago. And you, and you and yeah, and they, <laughs> and, and, and it was just so into it. But really, so really what you just heard was like a typical phone call. Mm-hmm that we that we do for real and and we just keep going and going and going and going but i want to thank you all please remember um if you have not subscribed to the before after podcast this is christy danielle the talk lady listen apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts please hit that subscribe button tell the world about us uh if you want to reach out to me uh before after counseling at gmail.com I would love to connect, uh, you know, speaking engagements, all of that, because I'm passionate about uh, mental health. And so this is a question that I always ask. Who were you before the trauma? Until next time.